Hello, everybody, and welcome to your favorite cougar show, The Hunt for Crimson. Me and Caleb are back after a a uh, crippling week, I would say. Uh, Caleb, I just I don't I don't even want to ask you how you're doing because it's not a fair question, but uh, I do want to have you introduce yourself. Hey, hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, yeah, not feeling not feeling too hot, but I mean, there's things to be positive about. Yeah, so. Yeah, well, we'll we'll, uh, we'll get to that later because first, uh, I think uh, the Kook fans right now are really, really troubled by just the entire showing at Utah, um, 38-13, of course, a huge loss there. Um, it really dominated from beginning to end with the uh, exception of maybe two drives in the middle where we kind of felt like we were in the game. But I just want to, we'll talk about that in a minute, um, of course. We're here on Kook Fan, uh, you know, 247 Sports, CBS. Thank you for hosting us on the Hunt for Crimson. Let's get into it. I, I, I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm depressed, so I'm a little bit low on energy, but I, I, I do want to talk about this. I mean, we need to. We need to get into some, some stuff that uh, has really been bothering you and me over the last couple days since this happened so like let's talk about um first of all let's talk about what we what we kind of do this for like as kook fans why are we here like yeah i mean obviously we we love the university and we all have ties to it in a certain way i think that's what makes uh the cougar nation special is everybody's got a tie to the university um for one i just do this because i i've always followed the cougs i've loved the cougs since uh, since I love football, the, the Cougs are football to me. So it is the main reason that I got into football was WSU. Uh, and yeah, I mean, just for me personally, I do this because I love talking about the Cougs, good or bad. Um, I love the team. Uh, I love the athletes that we get and the way we go about our business. Uh, it's been, it's kind of been the motto this, this season, Cougs versus everyone. And Right now it's Cougs versus themselves, so <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, we're, we gotta figure we gotta figure that out. But I mean, I just do this because I love the Cougs, uh, because I was raised on the Cougs, and it's just one of those things that good or bad times, we nothing feels as good as celebrating victories uh, for the Cougs because we've all had these bad times and we've all gone through trials as Coug fans. So we're all in it together, folks. Uh, just know that Coog Nation, we'll we'll band together, we'll come back, we'll bounce back, and we'll get there. So I specifically do this because of the camaraderie. Of course, I'm uh, writing for Coog Fan, and and I've been doing it for let's see, since Leach was first put in here, so going on seven eight years now. Um, for me personally, on on, and I was lurking before that, so I've been on Coog Fan for some time, and uh, and I, I really pr- appreciate the camaraderie. I appreciate the arguments believe it or not um mm. <laughs> just the the good stuff that people come with uh, there's some smart people you know uh, there's some smart kook fans out there and and um and there's some not so smart ones too but uh, but we're all in it together like you say we all have a tie together and it's good talking to everybody for the most part um yeah i mean we all suffer <laughs> together oh, yeah. well, and I we think all the, celebrate together and i think the uh, a problem when we suffer sometimes is we overreact right i mean yeah <laughs> we overreact and sometimes we make up things and and then it turns into a personal argument which it shouldn't but um beyond that i mean that's why i do it i mean i was born into this yeah you know, dad of course was played for washington state through 84 and um man i just i was 
I was literally born with crimson in my blood. Like there's, there's nothing that gets me more excited than Cougar football. I mean, there's a couple things, but um, <laughs> there's nothing to give me more excited. Like there, a couple two of, kids, you know, I, <laughs> two kids. I mean, I mean, you know, as yeah. far as like uh, outside things, like of course yeah. family and yeah. and uh, <laughs> all that good stuff. So, um, but as far as something to look forward to every Saturday and even every Sunday, I mean, that nothing comes close to Cougar football for me. Yeah, nothing, nothing. Of like you said, outside of family, outside of uh, what's truly important in life, nothing gets me so high, and nothing drives me so low when it goes bad, and that's Ugh. what that's what you love about it. Yes, yeah. So, I mean, the pain. Why the, do we love the abuse? The pain. Well, the pain <laughs> kind of leads to the overwhelming joy of like a last year, or the couple years we went to the Rose Bowl, or the Holiday yeah. Bowl, or yeah, whenever. It's we're what doing. makes it so special. Is the and that's one thing that I kind of want to talk about is. The lack of entitlement is why I love Cougar football. Nothing is given. Everything has to be earned. Yes. Nobody expects the Cougs to do well. I mean, this year was about as much credit as we've ever gotten. It wasn't that much. And Leach would beg to differ that uh, that it was too much. So, I mean, it's just one of those things that uh, that's what I love about being a Cougar is things aren't always just handed to you. Right. Uh, there's a lot that has to be earned. And... When we do get to celebrate the good times, it makes it so sweet that nobody can take it away from us. There's no, like, the Pac-12 being down doesn't mean that our victories count less. Like, you know what I mean? Like, winning against a team with their starting quarterback out doesn't mean less to us. Like, every victory is is important. Because we've lost so many of those games. Yeah, because we have lost a lot of those games. And we've been that team a lot, you know? Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) So. that's kind of what's nice about being a Coug fan. It also is what hurts about being a Coug fan. Yeah, I mean, not to to pick on any fans in particular, but if I'm a USC fan, uh, there's a reason they're not quite as energetic on Saturdays. Yeah. I mean... You're expected to win. Like, if you're not at national championship caliber level, you're not at USC standards, and they really couldn't care less most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, they're begging for their coach to get fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unlike Kook fans who, you know, Paul Wolf's here, and there's a lot of people clamoring for him to stay. And I mean, yeah, even at that time, I wanted to make that work. I wanted I wanted Wolf to work out because we just pull for the success for the people that are ours. Right. We don't we don't ever count anybody out because they lost this game or this or that. That's that's what's kind of surprised me ever right. since Leach got here, people right. calling for him to be fired early on is because that's not what we do as Coug fans. We don't just fire and then hire. Like, we, we support our guys. Now, there's accountability. I do believe in that. But for the most part, as fans, we back what who who wears our colors. I mean, Gardner Minshew played here one year, and we're, and he's our guy. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, the, like, we get behind the people that go to battle for us. So. Yeah. Well, going back to that Leech you know, in the early years, I think there was still some animosity between, you know, Wolf being fired the way he was and just kind of the suddenness of that whole change. And then the expectation that Leach was just going to walk in and take this from the bottom, literally the worst team in, in all of the NCAA of the laughing stock at the very least. And 
change them immediately to championship contenders or even bowl contenders. I, I remember his first year. I, I believed that we were going to a bowl just because of what he brought. We and all he did. had never not been to a bowl. So I mean, th- that was like there was some uh, entitlement that came with him just being our coach in, in general. But y- y- we were reminded very quickly of how far we had to go here. Well, and so now let's tie that into here. Mm-hmm. So we have all this preseason hype. Yeah. And I'll admit to being a very big part of that. Yeah. I really thought that this team had an opportunity to at least do what they did last year Mm -hmm. and potentially run the table. Because we do talk about the Pac-12 being down a little bit, and I think there was quite a bit of um, uh, maybe just over-dramatization about that. Yeah. And, And then... We got to remember, like, the road games did not set up well so far for us. No, and they still do <laughs> and not. And they still don't going forward. So I, but I think we, uh, for, for me, I think I had a little bit too much, um, uh, not too much hope, but a little bit too much uh, expectation. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, based yeah. on what happened last year and not like, I really didn't take into account the, the Palooer, the Minshew, the, the Jalen Thompson loss. The Logan Tago loss, you know, the Jamal, or uh, excuse me, James Williams loss, and that's a lot of people to lose. Even yeah. if you got talented people coming back, and I, I really didn't think we'd drop off that much, um, but we definitely have. Yeah, well, you think about it too. You get guys like who are expected to be leaders now. Right. Uh, we're thinking Max Borgie. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he's a, a sophomore. sophomore. True sophomore, yeah. He's been in the system one year. He had one year to learn how to be a leader on this team and what this team was about. Right. And he's expected to step up and be the leader. He's he's the one calling the calling the checks now. From I know, the he's, calling, yep. like, he's calling That's the a lot to put on him. I, I mean, and we expect it because we've, we've set a uh, standard over the last several years of what kind of team this was going to be and it's it started to feel like no matter who we lost it was just plug and play and this has been a yep. very big reminder that that is not how this works that uh not this level of play no and, and that we we're playing in the pac 12 where any team including the uclas who are down by 32 can make you pay if you if you do not do your part so that's kind of that's kind of where leach was coming from uh when he had his post game presser, but I'll uh, kind of let you get into that. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, going real quick back to the uh, what, what you just said there, I think there is a little bit of, I guess, just just over inflation of how big coaches are in the college game. Like you still need players, yeah. right? The plug and play system is really not not able to be had i mean yeah it's only as good as the players that you plug into it so yeah and and i'm not let's not get it twisted like we have good players coming in absolutely but it's also uh a matter of the players have to step up and take that ownership we were talking you were talking about the leadership that we just kind of took for granted there are people that that fit that leadership rule role uh skylar thomas Mm -hmm. you know woods um uh either of the two jc kids that come in beekman or isom they come in and you just expect them to be leaders and maybe they should be mm-hmm. or that you know tay martin on the offensive side or liam ryan or or whoever it is 
but then they have to actually take ownership and do that. And there's got to be more than just, you know, this expectation that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And for me, that's that's kind of what I've been seeing in this team is everybody's still looking around to see who's going to lead them. Yeah. And um, that's that's kind of what we hope will develop over the next couple weeks. <laughs> we actually talked about that last week, right? We were talking about, well, in this Utah game, we'll either see Lados develop or we won't. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we have two weeks to get it right. Okay, two weeks to rebound. Again, 38-13. And it, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say it was that close. It was, no. It was pretty bad. No, um, the yeah, it was, it was close. Yeah, it was further than it seemed. Yeah, so... <laughs> So let's talk about after the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't really want to talk about the game. There's not much to talk about. But Leach, after the game, comes in, and he's pretty straightforward. Yeah. This team is soft. Mm-hmm. He said it a million times, and he said it with conviction, something we haven't heard since probably 2014. Yeah. Maybe 13. The first two years he was here. Um, no, the third year. I'll the say third the third year. The third year he was here, yeah. So 2014. And then he says... We're lazy, we're fat, we're happy, and we're entitled. And then he says soft a bunch more. Let's get into kind of the the meaning behind that, because a lot of people will just take that at face value. Yeah. You know, those words are very strong, but from Leach, you have to understand each one of those words means something entirely different than what you're going to take it as. Mm-hmm. And he's got a reason. He's got a specific thing in mind that he's thinking of when he says each yeah. one of those, and which is what I find so funny is because people take the press clippings and they're like, oh, he just he just called his team fat. you know. And that's, right. that's not what he's necessarily talking about. He's talking about the attitudes and the, the way things have played out. So it's just funny to me. Each one of those words that he used to describe our team was a description of something that he had seen. It wasn't just making up like a fictional person that, that he feels like our team's playing like. He's saying that's the, those are our problems, and that's how, that's how he sees it, and that's what needs to be fixed. So, so very let's, interesting. Let's get into those words. What, lazy. For you, what does that mean from him? I mean, lazy is is the obvious one that we we kind of saw. So he said that he did back up and say, "Well, look, we we worked hard. We worked hard to this get off season was one of our best. off season off season. We were working hard, but then it comes around. You know, the games come around, and we expect it to be given to us. Some of that I've seen a lot of people talking about. This is what you get for playing weak teams, but." We always play weak teams to start the season. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when we played hard teams, we lost. So yeah. that's an extra loss on your Do you really want that? Yeah, yeah. Um, teams won't come to play us. Yeah. Like, there's there's, there's this stigma about Washington State. Nobody wants to come to Washington State. Nobody wants to come to Pullman. Nobody that's, wants to come to Pullman. That's what it is, yeah. Which is fine. But uh, what I'm saying is the, the lazy part, yeah. I mean, it feels like, and we first saw this in the Houston game, that when things were going when things were going bad, it felt like our team was getting down. And thank God halftime came because <laughs> yeah. we were able to turn it around in that game. Because you right. or uh, Houston isn't as talented of a team as any team that we'll face in the Pac-12. Right. So and one big play you saw turned it around instantly. But. Yeah. So as we were still in that game, I witnessed us being looking for somebody to lead, looking for somebody to make a play. Right. And, and I think he actually, I, I I watched the 
the uh, press clipping. It took me a while to get to it because I was so hurt on Saturday. <laughs> I was I was I was just looking like I, I I went straight to watching a movie to get my mind off of it. I think I watched the Aladdin remake and it, it didn't help that much. Right. I left the game at five minutes ago, man. I was done. Yeah, I don't blame you, but yeah. So that kind of thing. Yeah, what I'm saying is that. In the laziness, yeah, it's looking and waiting, looking, waiting and seeing who's going to make the play so that now you can be excited and get in and go do something. The thing is, I think all these guys that we've had on our team, and I think he said this, were mentally tough last year, but yeah. they had a leader to get them there. They had a few. I think all these guys leaned on somebody at some point uh, to get them there. And they were able to do that. And I, that's kind of what he was saying. It's astonishing. Now this year, all of a sudden they're soft. Like what happened? Like, well, you take those leaders away. You take away the people that are like keeping everybody's heads up. Like I remember when things were going so bad in, uh, things were just not going our way in that Cal game last year. Mm. I mean, bounces were going wrong, but I remember seeing Minshew getting everybody hyped on the sideline. I mean, like, he had just thrown for his seventh touchdown or something. And it was like everybody reacted to that and everybody rose to that. And I don't think we have that guy this year yet, yet, that has stepped up. So the laziness being looking around for other people to make a play so that you can get excited and get into the game. I believe that's what that means because, like he said, we work hard in practice. We come to the field and we work hard. But that's not what he's talking about when he's talking about lazy. He's talking about waiting for other people to make a play so that then you can do your part. I think that's what his meaning was with that. That's what I took away from it, at least. Absolutely. Well, and there was a comment you just mentioned, waiting for that leader. Who's going to step up and be that leader? We did lose the big-time guy I think we lost was Jalen Thompson. Yeah. One, because he could have come back. And uh, nobody still knows what kind of transpired there. But... um, NCAA just decided he couldn't play anymore um, for certain reasons. But uh, that is neither here nor there. What is important is that he's gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, something that stuck with me from Clay's in the off season about two weeks before uh, the season started was that he said that Jalen had the best work habit in practice that he had ever seen. Hmm. You lose that guy? Yeah. And I think people were leaning on him. Pretty much all up until he left the team. Which I, was middle fall. Yeah. So I think I think the defense, all of a sudden, their leader gets yanked. And now In fact, Skyler mentioned it right after that. Yeah. He said that that guy worked like crazy. Yeah. And Clay said every practice rep for him was just like a game rep. He treated it like the last time he was going to get to make a play. Mm. Which is just phenomenal. And you know, you know, going back to Palouer and all those guys that did the same thing. But And you talked about being excited to play mm-hmm. and that's one of leach's mantras be the most excited to play mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so those guys losing those guys is just is 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 a huge backbreaker as far as leading in the way they approach practice the way they approach the game the way mm-hmm. they approach anything really that they do yeah so. yeah and that's the the uh that's kind of the entitlement piece is like i guess that's part of the entitlement piece that's not the whole thing i think the biggest thing is i'll let you get into that but i i think that is a little bit of entitlement for as far as for our team right now having their leader yanked or whatever they still think that 
going through the motions is what makes something like that special. Right. And I think that's why we see him showing up to practice and working hard or whatever. They're going through the motions, but then it takes somebody making a play for them to be the most excited to play. Um, yeah. I, I have yet to see us come out with the same fire that we came out with all last year. Even in the games where we blew teams out, um, we didn't come out with that fire until somebody made made a big play right so and it happened fast against new mexico state so that was kind of but not so much for our defense i mean we saw our defense get slow to start until they kind of made a play you know yeah. so and then they Until started getting excited yeah and they started getting excited but when you have i mean last year we worked with a lot of nothing and but for some reason we just were so resilient so, um, yeah, that, that's what I saw, at least. So that's what I've seen. Going to the fat and happy, I think that's a, multi- that's a multiple. Yeah, let's right talk there. about the fat and fat happy. Fat and happy. Okay, so to me, this is what this means. <laughs> it's not that we're out of shape, okay? Because Leach went right on to say, despite the fact that we had maybe the best offseason we've had, a great summer, a great spring, and a great fall, mm-hmm. despite that, we're fat and happy and I think that I think what that means is well you know when you get like <laughs> you get to the Thanksgiving dinner mm-hmm. and you get all full and no matter how in shape you are mm-hmm. you sit there and you lay back and you just get like lazy and you I think he's talking about we're happy with success mm-hmm. we've been happy with the success we've had and we just kind of felt like that was going to parlay itself Mm. Without working hard, without remembering that we have a bunch of three-star recruits mm. that are naturally less talented than the four and five stars, and I, I think there's there's got to be a work ethic there. Yeah, that's part know, of the laziness. Is I we actually, just got too- I actually kind of want to share a story tied to that. Um, <laughs> So when I first started working in uh, San Francisco, I was working at a cell phone shop, and we had we had quotas that we had to hit. Yeah. And uh, we we had a rep there, Daniel. He was from Hawaii, hilarious guy. Um, but when I came in, I didn't know a whole lot because I had only worked at um, I had only worked at retailers, which aren't like official cell phone stores. This was the first real cell phone store that I worked for directly for a company. And it was a big corporate store in the middle of a big city. Uh, my first time living in a big city like that. And um, and it was funny because I would get a sale. So if I got a really good sale, everybody would be excited. You know, we were all pulling for each other. We kind of worked in the ghetto, so we always had each other's backs. Uh, we, we, got, we got robbed every single day. Uh, I mean, we even had shots let off inside the store. Like it was, it was a, it was a tough environment, and we kind of had to band together. Tough and some of my, some of my, uh, some of my dearest friends are still from that store, and I still talk to them, even though I don't live anywhere near them now. Dude, that's a straight up ghetto environment. That ain't yeah. a tough environment. <laughs> so, so with that being said, whenever I get a good sale, and. Then another customer would walk in. I just did a lot of work, and I wouldn't do as good with the next customer. Mm. Daniel used to look at me and say, "Boy, you forgot where you came from." <laughs> he's like, right. he's, he'd always say, "Look, you forgot where you came from," and that's kind of what I feel like this team is exactly. right now. Exactly. 
is it's it's you you have success and then you turn around and you don't do the right things when it's game time uh when when things get tough when, when like for me it was when the customer was saying no i'm good i'd kind of back off i i mean and i had i had good things to sell but i'd back off because oh they're good okay well i had success before so We'll just let that be as high as I soar. And he would always say, boy, you forgot where you came from and mm -hmm. check me on that. And that mm -hmm. was that was one of the things that kept me going and got me out of there, actually. So I think that's kind of where we're at right now is we forgot where we came from, that we are not the USC's or, you know, we're, and I'll admit to it during during the beginning of this season when we weren't getting the respect that I felt like we deserved. Yeah. I like I forgot where we came from too because I was I was feeling like we deserve all this and we earned all this but we hadn't and so we're gonna have to get back there and it's only as a coog it's hard earned and it's never gonna be easy and that's why people come here that's right because you and me were talking top 10 yeah 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 we don't and we scratch and clawed to get there last year and we stayed right at eight until we lost that's where that entitled mm -hmm. comes in mm -hmm. so you get so happy that you made the meal and you spent this whole day and a half making mm -hmm. a great meal you get so excited about the meal you made mm -hmm. you forget you had to spend a bunch of time to make that meal mm -hmm. you forgot what made the meal so. like so uh, man i then that's the entitled part you come into the season and you say you know what we were number 10 last year so that's and that's on me don't don't get me wrong. I was all over that. Mm -hmm. Me too. We were number 10 last year. We deserve number 10 again this year. Mm -hmm. And the pundits said, you know what? Let them earn it. Mm -hmm. People because had this us team, unranked. Because this team... <laughs> yeah, boy, and we got on them too. Because this team has never once proven that they can come back after a great year mm -hmm. and do it again. Yeah. And that's the thing. Do it again in the Pac-12. To do it again... You have to act like it never happened. You have to flush it. We've been on the come up for four straight years, but it's never been like, oh, this was a great season. Like this was our first big challenge, and, and Leach talked about it all year, all off season too. We gotta, we gotta flush it. We have to. It, every new, every year is a new year. Yeah. And we've lost a bunch of leaders, and somebody has to step up. And yeah, it's great to say we have everybody plays for themselves, and everybody's a collective leader of themselves. Mm -hmm. That's great in the off season. Okay, but we talked about when you get into the season, when things you get, get into tough. battle mode, when you get in a war, when you're when you're when you thought your opponent was about to fold, roll over, and all of a sudden a call doesn't go your way, and then all of a sudden it snowballs. It's it's starting to get a little closer than it should be on the scoreboard, and you're looking up, and things keep going wrong. It, like that's that's when. Literally a string of like 10 plays put UCLA from 32 down to within 7. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden we're panicking. And we still haven't recovered. <laughs> well, absolutely. We, we still haven't recovered mentally. Absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, I really... I really, And so, yeah. Yeah. So, what is... <laughs> I'll let you kind of guide us to where we Yeah, I go. mean, so we're talking about... Uh, there was one more thing I wanted to talk about with Leach um, and his comments. And, and well, I believe he's spot on with a lot of it. Absolutely. He's perfect. He didn't hold back. And this is kind of where uh, we've been here before. Mm -hmm. We've yep. been here a couple times before yep. in his early years. 
not even that long ago, quite honestly. Well, in his early, and then yeah, not, and then about what, 2015 or so. Yeah, 2016. 16. Yeah. Um. So so we've been here before as a program. Uh, this team hasn't been there. All those players are gone. But uh, as a program, we've been here a couple times before. What does this remind you of? Uh, <laughs> I was actually thinking this in the. I think there's I'm, two spots. Yeah, there's there's two different two different uh, occasions. This reminds me of, and that's what scares me. Is one's a really positive, really kind of way to look at it, and one's a here we go again type of situation. Uh, so when I was actually at the stadium for UCLA. I was sitting opposite. I was sitting on the same side of the stadium that I sat on, but I was on the opposite end of the end zones or whatever. But here's the thing: it reminded me of the Cal game, uh, and, and I just have to say that the Cal game, not at Cal, the one where Connor Halliday threw for his 700 yards. Y'all know which one. Yeah, I mean, and and that was that was a great game for Halliday, and I never at any point in that game felt like we were gonna lose that game exactly because i felt like we were just gonna keep scoring no matter what and that's kind of what i felt like in this ucla game that it was always just a little bit too much for ucla to overcome especially seeing that they hadn't won a game yet and it's still the only game that they've won so i mean it reminded me of the cal game and walking out of that stadium it felt like it i felt like it had it was just such a derailing loss 60 was, to 59 missed an extra point to lose it. And and keep in keep in mind 60 to 59, right? Well, a so field goal, but it was extra point. The uh, yeah, extra point range from field goal and we had just beat Utah. Yep. Before that game. And we had started to see we we had started to see how good this team could be. We came back from down 21-0 against Utah on the road in the rain. And the rain and the sleet and the snow and the, yeah, the Utah I mean, weather. The Utah weather, exactly what it was last uh, Saturday. So the Robert Lewis block. Yeah, oh. I mean, yes, we had come back and and we had lost to Nevada that same year. So it's like we were kind of going back and forth, mm-hmm. and it was like it could this could go any way. And that Cal game, the missed kick, and it was like one thing like we we were like the kick could have been a couple inches left right and we win that game well first of all the the two plays leading up to that i mean we we could have had i think we were down from the two potential touchdowns that we had yeah and i mean what what blows my mind is that a couple of inches could derail an entire season yeah, that season went Because we were just as good as we would have been if that would have been left a little bit. If that right. kick, because I had nothing to do with our players yeah. except for our kicker. And it's <laughs> just amazing what a loss like that can do to the psyche of a team. It completely changed that season. We had first started to get stuff together. We had made an amazing comeback. We had found out what we were made of. And then we folded in Cal. And then we folded from then on out in the season. And I was hoping that that wouldn't happen this year, and it still might not, but after the Utah game, it's starting to feel like that. It's starting to feel like that time. Uh, what's the other time that, that this reminds you of, Josh? Well, the other Just time... Just to end on a more positive <laughs> approach to it. Well, the other time is, is after we beat, or lost to Eastern Washington, mm-hmm. right? We had lost to, uh, we lost to Eastern, and then we went on the road, and uh, <laughs> we, we kind of got buried early against Boise, and then came back but couldn't finish the deal. So, and then of course Leach was very vocal after that game as well. Yeah, it almost felt like the same press 
it Chris really Clippins. did. It really did. <laughs> he said the same thing one. about that team. Yeah. Yeah, and, and remember the the reporter. He told the reporter off, and, and what kind of a question is that? Like, don't even ask me questions if you're going to ask that ridiculous question. And yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you know he 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 got after his team, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. He said they were softer than a JV, JV uh, softball team. And then I remember reading an article talking about how that was offensive to softball teams <laughs> to call us, to compare us to that. So, I mean, yeah, it, that's that's kind of uh, <laughs> what he said about our team. And it's just, it's just funny to me that these comments are lining up with that because that team bounced back. And yeah, I mean, there. And you were, we were kind of talking about it, and you were saying there's a difference between that team and the Cal team, and I think there's a difference between this team and uh, the team that lost to Boise State. Yeah, I mean, the 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 opportunity for leadership is there in this team, I think, and there's a lot of talent difference. <laughs> uh, he's been raising the talent since he's been here. We all know that we're as talented as we've been. Yeah, athletically, um, I mean, you could just look on the field and it, there's an eye test there. But he also said something, um, and this is what I was going to talk about actually with with Leach. He's talking about everybody's a free agent out there mm-hmm. doing their own thing, not even paying attention to play calls or nothing. And I was thinking during the game there was a couple times, <laughs> third and long on all times, and this has particularly happened in our secondary, but it also happened at linebacker level, and of course. We didn't get any pressure, so there it was also happening at the front end level. Mm. And this is this is on our defense. I don't want to throw our defense under the bus, but these these couple times did happen. So let's talk about them. Third and fourteen, and our best corner allows a guy behind him. Mm-hmm. Third and fourteen. Yeah. Inexcusable. You're at the end of the half. All they can do is throw deep or run a draw play, right? Mm. I mean, get back. Why are you allowing a guy over the top? Okay, and here's the reason. Here's what, and it happened twice because it happened later, and and uh, and, and oh, man, it happened to the other side, third and eleven mm-hmm. in the third quarter. So we had back-to-back drives where this happened, where we had just gotten a sack, and we were in great position, and our guys allowed a guy behind them. <sighs> here's what happened. Here's what I saw. Our corners and our safeties decided that instead of playing their position and playing the guy that they were responsible for, that they were going to try to make a what Leach would call a hero play mm-hmm. and guess on where Huntley was going to throw the ball. Hmm. They left their man to make a play because they thought that that's where the ball was going. Well, Huntley got pressured just barely and decided to spin out. And all of a sudden, okay, now he can't throw over the middle. But he guess what? There's a guy wide open. <laughs> and that was the second play. The first play, we just like blew coverage. How do you do that? Uh, it was several times. It, it wasn't it, just those two times. No, but those were the those were the times. two most important drives of the game to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we went from down one to down two scores. Well, and what that allowed in the third quarter, too, was their their offense to keep the ball. And they just kind of kept going. They, they had the ball for, what, 12 of the 15 minutes yeah, at least. in the third? Yeah, it was... 12 of the 15 minutes, their offense had the ball, and they had two drives. Yeah, and then the thing, and that's what Houston (laughs) did in the first two... They had three drives in the first two quarters and were leading against us. So, uh, this isn't about the Utah game. This is about our our players making a decision that we're going to lock in, okay? And we're not going to be free agents. We're going to play our position, 
and let the guys that have that guy over there take care of that guy over there. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take care of my guy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's that's an interesting thing you saw. I what kind of what I saw too, and it's it's interesting because this is just because it happened all game. It happened the second half of the UCLA game as well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. So UCLA was a good example of that too, but. What I saw too was, and Connor Halliday wrote an article about this on Coog Fan, and yeah. it was really good. And it was something that I, I was actually uh, texting you about during the game. Is the <laughs> so after the UCLA game, we had trouble getting lined up, and I called for the defense to be simplified. <laughs> and boy, yeah. did we simplify it! We didn't even blitz. Third and <laughs> third and long, and we were scared to blitz. We got it again yeah. and again and again and again and again. Right, and it kept happening. And every time, I didn't. I was kind of surprised that the commentators didn't say anything about it because they were like, every time it would be third and long, and they'd, they'd be assuming that we were going to be able to get a stop or pull off something. Well, surely this time they'll be able to get a stop every time. And I was like, is the commentators' curse real? Like, I was starting to feel it, because they'd say it, and I'd be like, no, don't say that. They're going to get it, and then they'd get it. Commentator curse. <laughs> yeah, you speak it, you, you just speak too soon, and then exactly what you're talking about not having happen happens. Like, if a guy lines up and you oh, say, real. oh, he's made 15 straight, oh, and then he's going to miss the field goal. It's real. So, it's like, it, and I've seen it happen so much. It's just funny. It's just timing. But really, <laughs> oh, they, they would talk about... Okay, this is the finally their chance to get back in this game because if they get a stop here, then they can put a drive together. They're right in this thing, and then what do we do? We give up a third and twelve, third and eleven. Like we we play good, and then we just drop back, sit, and like you said, hero plays are being made. There's no pressure on the quarterback. If I, I believe it, we failed on several levels. I think we should have sent pressure. And like like Connor Halliday was saying in his article, it was a very vanilla defense, and it gave Utah nothing to worry about. They were able to dictate the entire clock on us and just run the game out. They got their lead, ran the game out. Well, like something that you were talking about the, with, with what Connor said. <laughs> it, it, we didn't want to dumb the game. We talked about last week. Simplify so we can play fast. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you still gotta play fast. But allow us to if play. If you fast. call zone defense, that's not allowing a defense to play fast. Yeah, that's letting them dictate what they're gonna do. Yeah, and hoping we're good enough. And then when you got guys running around doing their own thing, that's not gonna work. Yeah, this is kind of the first time that I've taken issue with Tracy Clay's uh, decisions that he's made. I've generally been really happy with the way he's played things, but that well, just you really like that we me. did go a little more vanilla. But then you got. Like, we talked about heating them up up the middle. You gotta send something. You gotta get there. And after the fourth time it has happened, you have to, like, change. You have yeah. to fix it. Yeah, and we did. And it surprised me because Tracy is normally so good at doing that. He's so good at adapting, changing game plans. We talked about it in the Utah game. Or not Utah, the Houston game. Yeah. I keep mixing those two up. I, I think we got so backed up and lost. And Leach said this too. He said he really covered the whole gamut of stuff. He said we as coaches, not only did we allow them to get soft, but tonight we did not coach well. We got our coach. Yeah, yeah, and and that's right. <laughs> and it's a it's right on. I mean, at some point you just so there's there's <laughs> this. We'll talk about this in a little bit. The bye week does come at a perfect time for something like this. So we have time to improve these things. But as far as defense is concerned, I think we need to improve our attack mode. Yeah. I think zone, 
for the most part right now has got to go. Yeah. I think we need to man up and play a two deep or whatever, one deep, two deep, doesn't matter. Man up and send some guys and let's get aggressive again. You remember back in the Doba days? Mm-hmm. That dude was sending... Pro- you third and, 11, third and 11, third and 14? Yeah. Oh, man, you didn't know where Half it was coming from, but they were sacks. all coming. Yeah, yeah. You didn't know which side they were coming to, but they were all coming. Yeah, yeah. I'm- and that was something that's special about the Cougar defense, because we were undersized, mm-hmm. but you knew we were going to get after you. Yeah. You were going to have to make a quick decision. I think that helped out our corners. Mm-hmm. It did. We had better corners. Yeah. We, we had some elite cornerbacks, but it helps you... When you don't have to think for yeah. 10 seconds back there. And you don't have to run around trying to chase three or four guys in your zone. Yeah, I mean, the longer the, longer the quarterback has, somebody's going to be open eventually. And the quarterback had all day. So, yeah. I told you, man, the Utah offensive line is pretty good. Most of the Pac-12 offensive lines are pretty good. There are holes, but you have to exploit them. Yeah, that that's the thing. is the, Utah's offensive line is their soft point. They're not. I, I, I beg to differ with you. I don't think that line is good. Okay. I think we allowed them to be good. That's fair. Well, uh, well, that's kind of what I'm saying, though. If you allow any of these teams to be good, mm-hmm. they'll dominate you. Yeah. I don't care who it is. Yeah. Oregon State will freaking dominate you if you send three guys on third and 11 <laughs> and don't really attack. Yeah. Right? There's enough talent on the field that... Like when you're when you're reacting to what guys are doing rather than forcing the on action. defense rather than forcing the action, yeah, that's going to be a problem. Every I think time. that's a problem across college football. the The teams that attack succeed. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Uh, yeah, you have to attack at the right moments, but that's the thing is we. I mean, I'm okay if we sit back on a couple of those thirds downs, but every single time, every single time, we're sitting back and letting them just right, have, have a to clean mix it pocket. Up. Yep. And then on the flip side, our offense can't guard three men. Our, our our line, which I believe is really good, or could be really good, can't guard a three-man rush. Well, and that's two <laughs> years ago we weren't able to do that. Last year we handled them with ease. Yeah. But everybody did it. This year, teams are mixing it up. Yeah. Utah mixed it up a ton. Who was coming, where they were coming from. Oh, that's, they, that's something. They jumped into the line. They came back. Yeah, that's there was something just a that, lot of that I would like, too, is if we if we at least showed that we were going to do something. Right. I mean, that's not complicated. Showing that you're going to do something and backing out isn't isn't a complicating factor where our guys shouldn't know where they're lined up. So I'm just, yeah, that just, you I know, mean. something I'm, that, going and talking about that, something that Ashley said, my wife, <laughs> earlier this week. She said that this team has no swagger. Yeah. You remember Marcellus Pippins? He was mm-hmm. out there dancing. And then you had Hunter Dale out there dancing, mm-hmm. and these guys would play with swagger. Yeah, they, they played with something to prove, and that's that's what again going back to Leach's comments is that's what they're not doing. Is, yeah, is they're not playing like they they've got something to prove. They're playing like they're entitled to something. Right, and that's that's one thing that like set us because apart. they've been good. We're just good. Yeah, and that's the thing. In the Pac-12, you have all these teams that aren't overlooking you anymore because you've beat Utah four times in a row. You've beat Oregon four times in a row. You've beat Stanford three times in a row. No longer are they overlooking us or like, okay, now they'll fall off. These guys are out for blood, and if we don't play like we're still proving that we're the better team, like that we we can succeed here, that we can outdo these big-name programs – 
with a chip on our shoulders, we're never going to get there. Utah had that chip on their shoulder this weekend. They did. They, they got they, us down and they they wanted, said, let's keep kicking their butt. Even even their fans had the Beat Wazoo signs. Like, they were... They had, okay, they had Beat Wazoo flags. Yeah. Beat there Wazoo flags like everywhere. five of them on yeah. the sidelines just waving. Beat, like, it was a big deal to them. Yeah, because they had lost us, they, and they were probably sick of hearing about it and sick of sick of us beating them. So I was like, "Where have you ever seen that? <laughs> Th- did they make these flags special for this? Is middle of the season? Yeah, yeah, and and it, yeah, they made it special for us because I had never seen them with because, those flags because we've we've they derailed them several times, and they're sick of it, and so is every other team in the Pac-12. Because remember, they didn't take video. We us. haven't we haven't lost very much in the Pac-12, right? So there's a lot of teams that got things to square off with us. Yeah, teams are sick of hearing Wazoo's the top winning team in the Pac-12 the last four years. Yeah, because we, because by all (laughs) means, by what everybody believes, we shouldn't be. And and we just need to get that chip back on our shoulder. Um, And I think, I think our pride got hurt a little bit. And I think that's kind of where we're at is we need to get back to where we came from. And I think it starts with defense, but then you have the offense. And we were talking about the 63 points. So I think they thought it was going to come easy. What are your things to improve for the offense? Uh, first thing would be uh, Anthony Gordon needs to feel the pocket a little bit better. I still think he's struggling with it. Yeah. Um, I think he struggled in Utah because even though even though our line did kind of cave in, that was what we kind of got better at last year. That was what made last year better than the year before is that we had a quarterback that could get out and he felt the pocket really well. So he would he would make us nervous sometimes. He would dance a lot in there. God, he made us nervous. But the way he felt out the pocket and kept moving, he never he never stopped moving and he never lost ground. He maybe once I remember once in the Utah game he lost ground and it was a, like one of our first sacks of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and he that he didn't do that again. Anthony Gordon seems to lose ground a lot. And it puts us in super bad situations. So we go from maybe when he could have gained a yard or two by just running or maybe just throwing the ball away, which I'd prefer that he run a little bit more at this point. Yep. Like he does need to kind of – he does kind of need to su- bring defenses up a little bit because Utah uh, – UCLA started to do it against us late in that game. They started just to drop too deep. Uh, and then that kind of messes things up a little bit, makes us go short, makes us be patient which we weren't patient, we'd fight for extra yardage and try to make the big play and then fumble the ball. Right. Uh, Utah did it, tried to make us be patient, but we got in a situation in that game where they took so much time off the clock where we felt like we had to press and we're looking for the perfect play. Um, so he needs he needs to feel the pocket a little bit better, make quicker decisions, uh, something that he was good at early, but he, he's kind of fallen off as of late is making the quick decision and being okay with it mm-hmm. um, he's, he's been going for the big play a lot and we talked about this last week and it just came through in this game a lot and everybody was talking about it so he needs to improve just you know speed up a little bit get move in the pocket don't be afraid to scramble here and there it'll be okay get get a yard as opposed to taking a sack yeah remember this is a fifth game starter yeah, his fifth game starter, fifth year senior. Yeah, you you well, gotta you, be yeah. better. Yeah, well, and you can talk about all you want. I've heard numerous times. Well, if you've been in the program for three or four years, you should get it. It's not that easy. Mm-hmm. 
these defenses are fast. Like, yeah. It's not something that you see, well, especially the way our defense is playing. It's not something that you see in practice. Yeah, and, and you have to keep in mind, you, you don't get tackled in practice, so there's not consequences right. like there is, that is uh, a great point. during the game. So it's the first time he's dealing with those consequences at a Pac-12 level, and he, and he's he's starting to see that. So hopefully that's something that you can improve. It, it, well, it's not hopefully. That is definitely something that, that you can improve. Yeah. That's a that's a bi-week thing that you can get better at. That's yes. something that you can improve from one game to the next, but it's it's got to be a point. Um, as far as our, uh, our receivers go, we do need to get better at blocking uh, downfield. And a lot of that comes with they haven't been getting those short passes. I think we got so used to Brandon Arcanado in the middle of the field just always being the guy that was there. Uh, there's something off about the, the middle of the field right now. Yeah. And I can't quite put my finger on it, but without him there, it's different. Uh, maybe his size as opposed to Renard Bell in the middle. Because we've been trying to lean on Bell a little bit more, I realize, and Bell's a really good player. He's fast, but he's not—he's not that big of a target for the middle of the field. Something I think Brandon does that not any of our receivers do. It's something that Kyle Sweet did. It's something well, a little bit. He wasn't as good at it. River Craycraft did, uh, but he finds voids in the defense, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it—that's a skill. Mm-hmm. Like there is a, there is a big time skill to finding the void in the defense and presenting yourself to the quarterback as an open target. Mm-hmm. Something I think Bell and Travell are good at. They're great at crossing routes and they like to go a little more vertical. Arcanado missing him in the middle. That's I think what, what's missing there. Yeah, but then again, how do you counter that? You counter that with making those quick short passes and making a defense come up, and then you use your legs a little bit. They come up a little bit more, and then the big plays are there. We're looking for a home run every time, and it's just yeah. not going to happen. And by the way, for people that don't know, Arcanado left sometime in the second quarter of the Houston game, the um, UCLA. Yeah, excuse me, the UCLA game, um, and never returned. We don't know why, of course. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about. But. Yeah. So with, without him there, the decisions have to be quicker. And yes, maybe you don't get the explosive first drives or whatever, but you're making their body blows. Their body blows, and you have to be willing then. After you've delivered these body blows, then you have to be willing to take the shots downfield. And the shots don't have to be perfect. And I think this is what Minshew was a good mix of. So Luke Falk did a really good job of taking those short routes, mm-hmm. but he never turned it into anything. He never turned it into a threat. Right. Um, we also didn't have as exactly the players like we do now to turn those into the threats. Like Max Borgie, you hit him on a short route, he might take it. Yeah. Uh, so be okay with the short route. Um, I believe... Dion McIntosh can be that guy too that could that could turn a little little pass into a long play. But the thing is, our backs, what I noticed against UCLA late and um, against uh, Utah all game, is by the time we checked down to them, they were standing still. And we should have been one, two, check down. Right. One, two, check down to start the game. Just to show them that we're willing to take whatever they give us. For however long they're gonna take it. Speaking of which, what's your what's your thoughts on the run game? Because I thought we had so many opportunities. We had early. a good thing going with the run game, and for some reason, okay. So what stands out to me is the drive at the end of the half. We threw it every single time. Yep. Max, I, I don't care really so much, and I I've been big on like our pass game is our run game, but we threw it right into the teeth of the defense every single time, and. They had been on their heels against the run the whole time. Our right. offensive line, that was the one That's thing what I'm getting at right that there. they were doing good. And Utah, for the last two or three years, 
they will literally put the four down linemen and one linebacker mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and dare us to run it. Yeah. Like, we have to take advantage of that. We, we should have taken advantage they're of that. They're not the only ones. And, so. and you score a touchdown there going into half, and we're up. And exactly. instead, we give up a touchdown the other way because now we're all, all like, bummed out. Utah's fired up. They got a goal line stop, you know? Yeah. And, and so we needed that touchdown. And yeah, but you were we talking about giving a, taking what they give us. Yeah, take what they give you. Hand the ball off there. And you just either you score or you don't, but at least the pass is an option then because now they've got to worry about both. And so you don't have to do it all game. You don't have to run and be 50 50, but when when the opportunity presents itself, you need to run so that they know you will, especially on the goal line. So, I mean, and we have a super capable back of turning anything into a touchdown. Maybe the best one in the Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, nobody he's up knows there. About he's, he's up there. And so you've got to take advantage of that. And that we didn't hand the ball off on that last drive of half. I, th- uh, I think that just completely, I, I didn't understand why it didn't happen. And it, we'd wait and wait and wait. And then we'd finally go to the check down. The thing is, when you go to check downs a lot, you can't wait too long for you it. You have to let them be open. It has to play. be it has to be quick because yeah. they have a route to run. Checking down when they've already cut their route off and they're just standing there, the defense already sees them and they've already settled in and they're like, "Okay, them. we can react to that." Yes. So the, you can't yeah, there's so many things that need Put to Put your playmakers there. in a position to make plays. Yeah, and that's one thing that Anthony Gordon has to figure out is that he's not he doesn't have to be the hero. You know, he doesn't have to be uh, the Gardner Minshew or whatever. And I don't think he's trying to be, but I think he is trying to be a little perfect at this point. Yes. And and that's what's killing us. It's the same thing that killed Luke's senior year from being a great one is he felt like he had to be perfect. His motto all the way up to his senior year was just put it in the playmaker's hands. And that's what made us, that's what gave us a competitive edge is our playmakers always had the ball. Luke wasn't the most athletic guy. He didn't move well in the pocket, but he got the ball out fast. (laughs) He was hardly athletic. And then so now like we're facing that same thing like where we're trying to be too perfect so that's one thing and then receivers need to get a little bit better at blocking tougher just get tougher get tougher yeah uh not even better just go make a block yeah i mean i've i've seen them out there making blocks when other people are making plays but when everything's down go make that big block here's a perfect example yeah the houston game Mm -hmm. renard bell Mm -hmm. goes in blocks a guy tay comes inside Tay has to bounce back outside of Bell. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bell's five yards behind him. Mm-hmm. There are two guys downfield chasing Tay down, and Bell sprints all the way down to get the furthest guy mm-hmm. to get the maximum yardage. Yeah, That needs to happen from every receiver, every play. Yeah, exactly. Um, don't wait for the ball to make a big play. Like You can be involved the whole time, and I think that's something that we're going to improve on. Yeah. Again, that's... That's these aren't things. What we need to improve on, what we need to get better and to win, start winning games again, aren't things that aren't fixable. These right. this is all like changes you can make in the season, and that's why I'm optimistic about the whole thing. Is because it's nothing like we're not to where we can't fix it. Uh, it's just going to be hard because teams don't get any easier from here on out, and each one of them have a score to settle with us. <laughs> so. <laughs> So well, we need to get the chip. That's kind of where we need to. Yeah, we need to get that back. We also need to be focused. We need to focus in. Yeah, these false starts that we have not had in two years. Ah, uh, yes, that's what I. That was the other thing on the offense that I was going to say. We can improve <sighs> false starts. 
I mean, when it's not even loud, we are false starting left and right. And the main culprit is Liam Ryan. And he was supposed to be the leader of that line. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he did all the talking in the offseason. He's the one that went to media days. Show me. Show me. Show I've everybody. seen nothing. I've seen nothing. Don't tell me. Show me. So, I mean, he, he has been a huge disappointment so far. And I know we're kind of expecting a lot of him. Uh, cause you, you, we had Andre Dillard last game or last year, and we kind of yeah. Had in all that fairness, leader. he played next to Dillard. Yeah, and he's playing a new position. This, he's playing a new position this right. year. So there's there's a lot to. But you are the experienced leader, and you're you're the one that's been talking all the talk. Yeah. Uh, if you give you, up a sack it, here and there, yeah, I'm okay with uh, that. That's okay. Don't, false starts. Three though, false starts on the same. That's that's your head's oh. not in the right place. No, 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 no. Absolutely. That's your head is not in the right place, and and it's it's not improving. And the, don't get me wrong, there were more guilty of it than Liam. But if your leader's doing it, then you start doing it, and it's it's yeah, it's a leadership issue. So and this I, is not a bash on Liam Ryan. This is a this is a please step up to the plate. Yeah, be be, be what the you're leader that you're supposed of. to be. Yeah. And we know Liam Ryan is a stud, and he can do. We love the kid. He can do. Just about like I think that he's NFL level talent. Yeah, oh yeah. He he can do it, but false starts and stuff like that. You can't be having that. And I, I remember actually, uh, Dillard's Dillard's uh, was it sophomore or junior year? I think it was his junior year. I was really down on Dillard, and I was because he was doing the same thing. Yeah, exactly. False starts, same exact and it was thing. always Andre Dillard, and it would drive me crazy. But you know what? He cleaned that up his senior year. Yeah. And he got the improvement on the line when he cleaned up his false starts and his mental mistakes. It was crazy. It was crazy how, how high that kid could fly. And then it was crazy how the rest of the line glued together when he did that. So that's what I'm looking for on Liam Ryan. If, yeah. if, he can, if he can get his mentality back on track, back to being the leader, back to being the the guy that everybody looks to for that. Cause he is kind of like, I watched him in practice. He's kind of loud. He's kind of, yeah. he's always, he's flinging his mullet around. He's doing it. He's doing it, man. Oh, he's great. Man. He's perfect. He's per- <laughs> he's the perfect guy to look for to lead your line. Right. But we're, we're missing that from him right now. And I saw it. So in the UCLA game, something a lot of people might not have seen is after, um, uh, who was it that fumbled after? Uh, so we had Fisher fumble, and then the fumble right after that was that uh, uh, Patman, I believe. I believe it was Desmond that fumbled the second yeah, one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because it went Borgie. Liam Fisher, lost yeah. it. He lost his cool. He ran over to the sideline and he slammed his helmet down and he screamed so loud we all heard him in the stands. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, okay, I like the passion. passion. There's passion there, but yeah. But again, don't tell me, show me. Yeah. Like, come back when it's your time to play. Composed and composed. And I didn't. I don't feel like he's. I don't feel like he's been there since. Since yeah, because he ended up false starting and then gave up the sack that ended the game. Yeah, yeah. So, and then it, it happened about five or six times in this last game. Yeah, uh, where one thing or other it was. If it wasn't a false start, it was a hold, or he was getting beat. Yeah, Liam. So Liam, you have Liam, all. The, we love you, buddy. You have all the capability in the world. <laughs> Just we Refocus. believe in you. Take take your time. Refocus. Use the bye week because I believe he can be a. Big we want to see you be that leader. I we think he can be that. Leader. I think he can yeah. be a big key to this Absolutely. offense, and I think it. I think it goes deeper than. 
him making blocks. I think it's we need our leader right now, and mm-hmm. I think that's him. Make all the easy plays. Yep. You're yep. not going to make every play? Yep. This, is, this goes out to the entire team. You're not going to make every play. Other teams, are they have players making plays too. But do the easy stuff. Yeah. You know? Focus De- in. Be detail-oriented. I mean, this... Our offense has always been, our well, since year three, a quarterback claps. Mm-hmm. And then you watch the ball. When the mm-hmm. ball leaves, that's when you play ball. Yeah. Everybody seemed, has to do it that. It seemed like him and uh, and Gordon weren't on the same page there. Don't for get me wrong. We've them. had receivers do that, too, and it drives me <laughs> nuts. Yeah. But, guys, it's just about focusing. So our team is... We have a chance. We have an opportunity to improve is what we're saying. So let's talk about that. By week, coming in at the perfect time. At the perfect time. At the perfect time. So really, we don't technically control our own destiny right now. (laughs) No. But there's so much parity in the North um, between Washington, Oregon, Cal, Cal, um, that's pretty much... A fading cow, by the way. Uh, uh, fading cow due to one game. One game they... they one game they, and they, a missing quarterback. And a missing quarterback. That that That's kind of where Cal really was coming together, I feel. Yeah. I feel like Chase Garbers finally, finally was becoming what I always <laughs> thought he was. Yeah, he was I thought he scary. was. I thought he was a really good quarterback, but I thought they were kind of... A, they were kind of messing with his mentality, summing him in and out the way they were last year. B, uh, this year, I think that he was finally discovering, hey, I've got some playmakers. Everybody was telling him that they didn't have an offense, but I watched that team like, God, if they just believed that they did have an offense, this team might be might be a problem. And they were becoming that. And then he gets hurt, and now you got Monster, who has done some things in his career, but very limited things so when you watch the uh, you watch we'll the, see what he does with a week of preparation yeah so i mean so cal they're up there i count them up there because their defense puts them in any game so you've got all that parody those teams some of those teams are going to lose to each other cal already beat washington i think washington will beat oregon i really do so we be you know we're we're Still in the same position as for, before. You got to go through Washington, but we have to get ourselves back on track. We've we've talked about that about all I can I can stand to. But let's talk about the possibility. You get the bye week now. You get the opportunity to fix those things. You win out, and chances are you're in the championship. Now I'm still I'm still just wanting to see this team get on track on, on a day to day basis. Yeah, on like a game for your championship game. talk right now. Let's talk about like yeah yeah so i'm just saying the point in improving the point in focusing in on each game is that nothing is over yeah exactly acting like the season's over would be a disappointment because then you're only playing for so much you've still one thing that this team was talking about before the season started that i think has played into this a little bit is that we were focused on well we need to get that championship and i think losing to ucla is could damage that it it definitely damaged that and i think we worried about that too much yeah i don't i don't think we focused for utah i think we focused on oh we lost to ucla now we can't get to the championship it's all still there boys even after losing to utah but you have to get it right and you have to worry about the next team on the schedule 
Who cares about the championship right now? You need to win your next game. That because that's all you can be as good as is mm-hmm. the team that you're playing that week. So it's Arizona State in two weeks, mm-hmm. yes. Which is a good team all of a sudden. They've got a rising star at quarterback who's only gonna be better by then. <laughs> he's only gonna be better. I mean, he's not he's not going anywhere. That kid is gonna get better by the week. He has gotten better by the week. Their offenses look better and better. Mm-hmm. You know Benjamin is finally figuring out who he wants to be. I mean, maybe the best running back in the Pac-12. You want to talk about a scary running back. Yeah, he, he, he's he been doing it with an offensive line that's not that good at run blocking. They're a good pass blocking offensive line from what I've seen, but their run blocking, they've been getting dominated. Um, but he's been doing it. And then they kind of figured some things out on the line against Cal, and now, you know, Benjamin's running three touchdowns in. That's, a, that's against a good run defense that he scored three touchdowns yeah. on. Oh my God, that guy's that guy's scary. So you've got you've got a team that you have to focus on them. It's got we. So here's here's my perfect recipe for how this has got to go. Bye week, focus on us. Let's fix things. Next week, let's well, focus matter on of fact, bye week. We're not even practicing. Yeah. Get get right. Leach said, just get right mentally. Take a take a week away. Mm-hmm. We'll come back next week. Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. Bye week, fix you. Yeah. Next week, come ready, cause the attitude, yeah. cause you never, you never get any downtime. In the bye week is not downtime come for back the Pac-12. With that chip on your shoulder. Yeah, I mean now we're right back to where we where we came from, man. We can either prove that we deserve to be in the conversation, uh, or we can prove that we're just little old wazoo feeling bad for themselves, and we'll just go back to the laughing stock. And I'm not. I'm not as a fan prepared to do that. <laughs> I'll agree with that. I'm I'm not prepared to do it, and I know these players have too much pride and too much, because I've seen it. I've seen it from them personally that they have too much pride and they have too much um, competitiveness to let that happen. I think that that it got derailed, but I think they'll be back. Um, I and just, that's no joke. Like you, you talk to some of these guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I talked to him before last season when they had no when everybody was saying they were a three win team mm-hmm. and they turned into an eleven win team. I talked to him before this season and the talk was different. You know, it felt different, um, which is a bad thing because, quite honestly, it was it was a little bit of entitlement. Like, hey, we've accomplished something type of talk, but but they backed it up. But they're but they're a team that can. Th- this is a team that has has a lot of um a lot of untapped talent that still has a lot to show the world and i think you just have to get back to the motto right yeah just be be the most excited to play you know do your job better than anybody else and that's the recipe and that's the thing you can only play one team at a time stop worrying about trying to prove it through a championship Worry about proving it on the field and making <laughs> making more rivals. You know, we've made rivals out about just about every Pac-12 team. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it going. Let's keep let's keep beating these teams because it's fun. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a championship. I mean, we lose one or two more games, so what? Play the best you can play. Yeah, win and win the week. Win, win the, the week, week and prove. Exactly. I yeah. Like that. I like so that. I mean, that's that's what I care about at this point is seeing this team come out and. Uh, and if we are to lose, so be it. But I don't want to lose like we lost against Utah. No, I mean they they curb stomped us. And it wasn't. It was like it was so disappointing to me because I saw it happening to our team. Not Look, I saw us give up in that game. Yeah, yeah. 
Exactly. Like we didn't want to be there anymore. Yeah. Like, it, it, it was so perfect because the rain was going. It's like you're just sad in the rain. You know, somebody else is having a party at your expense. And that, well, Leach, Leach actually mentioned that. He said, you know, we sat over there, had a pity party for ourselves and said, oh, maybe they'll take pity on us. And maybe they'll... No. Utah said, stop them. Stop yeah. them into the... They embarrassed us last year when we had them. This is four years in a row. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they it, took and every, te- every team in the Pac-12 should be done with us by now. And they Except are. For Washington. Oh, well, you know they are. <laughs> and, you know, but so we, have to, we have to bring that heart back. Yeah. So it, it's not about winning the championship right now. It's about winning the week. I like that. Yeah. And and that has to be the motto. Cause well, and then you got to boil it down to win the play. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like when, each play Win this matters. drive. Like... Yeah, treat it like Jalen Thompson did practice. Right. Like it might be your last play. Because I mean, look, the it happens all the time. Injuries happen, bad things happen, like grades happen, whatever it is, it, it could be your last play. So play it like it. Act well, and like don't it. don't act like a backup either. No, yeah, exactly. Stop looking around for somebody else to do your job for you. you You've got to be the one. And that be does ready it. when your time comes, because mm-hmm. your time will come. Yeah. Would be it this year, be it next year. We need people to step up and start believing not only are they good enough, <laughs> but we also need to step up and believe that they are better than the guy across from them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And take it personally. Yep. Set out to prove that. So, yeah. Uh, what so else like do you that. have for us? Well, let's talk about the weekend. Well, let's not. Yeah. The weekend is going to take care of itself, and really the teams we need to win we're not in the best position. Right. Play. Yeah, right now. <laughs> if we're talking about championship. Right we're not. Now it doesn't really matter. So moving forward, that's what we want to see. Yep. Uh, I don't know, man. What, what? Do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, not really. I think we've we've summed it up pretty well. But uh, also to the Coug Nation, I just hope that everybody stays engaged and locked in and believes in the team because we've got to bring it just like the team does. I mean, as fans, we can't start looking for somebody to blame. I mean... We've got to support the team that we have. And, I mean, if they go to a packed Martin Stadium when they finally get back home, they'll be just as excited, you know. And we we got to be just as excited we, as our opportunity. You know what? For the teams that they have put together, that Mike Leach has put together here, we owe them the courtesy mm-hmm. <laughs> of showing up and being excited for them. We're asking these guys to be perfect. I, I think I think it goes further than that. I think I think we owe it to the school because we we've, we've thing, put yeah. together we've put together an image and it's it's starting to kind of become a national thing about how proud we are to be coos and stuff. Let's back that right, wave up. Wave the flag. Yeah, wave the flag. Let's let's back that up though. Um because as fans, we could choose to like I I I'm pretty distraught, but bye week is at a good time for fans too because we can kind of take a mental break from it all reset our expectations and and go from there yeah i agree thank you for our listeners uh we appreciate you guys thanks to barry bolton and greg witter once again of kook fan guys bye weeks here take a breath get refocused and uh we'll see you next week